0: of Revelation chapter 17. And we're going to be reading verses 9 and 10. Revelation 17 verse 9. And here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. And there are seven kings, five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. And I'll stop reading there. Now, we um have been talking about Babylon and the beast and uh the woman who sits upon the beast these are the pictures that God is giving us in Revelation 17 to typify the kingdom of Satan throughout the history of the world and he showed us the beast that had seven heads and 10 horns and 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 now he's explaining In verse 9, here is the mind which hath wisdom. And uh, that's interesting that God says this. It it reminds us of a statement made earlier in the book of Revelation. And actually, it's the same word. The the Greek word here translated as mind is naus or nous. And it's Strong's number 3563. It's... Either translated as mind or understanding in the Bible. For instance, in Luke chapter twenty four, it's translated as understanding in verse forty five. Then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And this is Christ who opens up the understanding of the two men, the two disciples that he was walking along with. He had been uh, telling them uh, of the things written in the Bible concerning himself. Then he opened up their understanding. It it could be translated, he opened up their minds that they might understand the scriptures. And and this word is um, translated several times as mind or mind's. And also a few times is understanding. In Revelation chapter 13, this is the verse I mentioned earlier that relates to um, our our verse in chapter 17. In Revelation 13, it says in verse 17 and 18, And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So the beast who is Satan, the name that God has assigned for him during his rule of the little season of the Great Tribulation. The beast is once again in view. Then God says, here is wisdom. Just as we read in our verse, in, in um, verse 9 of Revelation 17, and here is the mind which has wisdom. And it goes on to say in Revelation 13, 18, let him that hath Understanding, and that's the word translated as mind. Here is the mind which hath wisdom, or here is the understanding which hath wisdom. And, and, and so we have the same elements in chapter 13, verse 18. Wisdom, the same Greek word for mind or understanding, and the beast is in view. And then God goes on to say here, Let him that has understanding count the number of the beasts, for it is the number of man, and his number is six hundred, three score, and six. And we looked at that, and uh, of course we realized that that's a a number that God applies to unsaved mankind. Those uh, that are unsaved are within the kingdom of Satan, ruled over by the beast during the time of the end. And it requires wisdom to understand those things because God hid the information in the Bible. He hid who the beast is. He hid what the number six 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 represents. So just just think of all the um, errors that theologians have made concerning that number, as they think it's it, it's the number of a man. And they've applied it to Hitler and Stalin and other uh, evil men down through history. And, And so it requires wisdom that God must give. And wisdom is understanding what the will of the Lord is. And when we are granted wisdom, as Christ opened up their understanding that they might understand the scriptures, then... Uh, we we can understand these kinds of statements now. Here in Revelation seventeen verse eight, here is the mind or understanding which hath wisdom, and then it goes on to say the seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. So this requires spiritual understanding of what God is saying. First of all, this beast with seven heads needs to be understood to represent Satan. And then the seven heads, which are seven mountains, we must spiritually uh, realize represents seven kingdoms of Satan or seven periods of rule. Now, when we look at the, the Greek word translated as heads in the Bible... And we just look up that word. Um, That's how we are able to define words. God defines them by comparing Scripture with Scripture. We read in Ephesians 1 and verse 22, "...and hath put all things under his feet," that's referring to Christ, "...and gave him to be the head over all things to the church." which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Christ is the head over all things to the church. And what does that mean? He rules. He has dominion and power. He is the king of the church. He is the king of the kingdom of God. And the word head um, is used as a synonym for ruler, or that he is the one with the authority. In Ephesians chapter 5, it says in verse 23, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. And in the marriage relationship, God has established authority. There is a structure in which the husband is the head, the wife is to be in submission to the husband. The children are to obey both their parents. And and so the head means the one that makes the final decision, the one that is an authority or a ruling. And it's that way in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. And many verses could um, be referred to, but... Let's go to Numbers chapter 1, Numbers 1, and verse 16. It says, These were the renowned of the congregation, princes of the tribes of their fathers, heads of thousands in Israel. And in Deuteronomy chapter 1, this uh, again Numerous verses could be referred to, but in Deuteronomy 1, in verse 15, So I took the chief of your tribes, wise men and known, and made them heads over you, captains over thousands, and captains over hundreds, and captains over fifties, and captains over tens, and officers among your tribes. So to be the head points to being a prince or a captain, a ruler. And that's what God is saying here in Revelation 17 concerning the seven heads of the beast, which we know is Satan. And this is pointing to Satan's overall rule as he uh, gained dominion over mankind Back in the Garden of Eden when he deceived Eve and then Adam into uh, partaking of the fruit of the forbidden tree, the tree that God said, Thou shalt not eat of, lest ye die. And when mankind disobeyed God and obeyed the lie of Satan over the truth of God, they were defeated by Satan and they became subservient to him and entered into a position in which they now serve sin and Satan. Satan took them captive at his will, and he has ruled over the unsaved all through history up until May 21, 2011. And on that day he was defeated, and the Lord Jesus Christ took the kingdom, and and uh, he is exalted to rule over all that Satan previously ruled over. And, and that would be the unsaved people are now in subjection to the Lord Jesus. And he is ruling them with a rod of iron. So here, back in chapter 17, verse 9 of Revelation, it says, The seven heads, the seven rulers... Or seven periods of rule, because it's not seven different people. Satan is the same evil being. He's, he's not a man that dies. He's a spirit being. And, and that's, um, one of the ways we were able to identify the Antichrist, because 1st John 4 speaks of the Antichrist that was in the world at the time of 1st John was being written in the first century AD. And yet would come and, and only Satan qualifies and fits that kind of description of being able to exist for, uh, 2000 years. And, and he's existed longer than that. He's existed since the Garden of Eden, uh, and that occurred, um, we know creation took place in 11,013 BC and the fall of man. Did not happen too long after that, so Satan has been around ruling over mankind, over the kingdoms of this world, since um, almost at the beginning, and that is over thirteen thousand years ago now. And at the time that the Book of Revelation was being written, again, Revelation is the last book of the Bible, and it was being compiled, as far as we know, from secular sources towards the end of the first century A.D., about 95 A.D. And so that's what's being said here as we we go on into verse 10, and it says, "...and there are seven kings, five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come." And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. So, when we look at this verse, we and we again realize that this is being said in the first century after the cross, almost at the end of that first century, when the Bible was just about ready to be completed, and there are seven kings. The previous verse had said there were seven heads, which we know identifies with rulers, and and the seven heads are seven mountains. Mountains in the Bible identifies with kingdoms. Kings rule over kingdoms. And so, verse 10 is confirming we had a proper understanding of the seven heads, which are seven kingdoms, because there are seven kings. And and all seven kings represent Satan. And the number seven would point to the perfection of Satan's rule over the earth since the fall of man. And God says five are fallen at the point of this writing in the first century. And one is. That would be the sixth king. Out of the seven, the sixth king is active and ruling at the time of the book of Revelations, writing again towards the end of the first century A.D. And when we look at Satan's rule, we realize that it was very consistent up until the cross. In the Old Testament, he was loose. He was active. He could bind the hearts of men uh in a in a very um, big way and, and that's why very few people were saved during the days of the old testament and again the old testament up until the birth of Christ was over eleven thousand years. It was eleven thousand and forty five years from creation until the cross. And and up until that point Satan's rule was fairly consistent, yet God designates five kings, or five mountains, five periods of rule, five of the heads of the beast, to represent that 11,000 plus years up until the cross. It's as though uh, when God says they're fallen that that time has come and gone and passed. Although it is interesting that that Greek word translated as fallen, which is 4098 in Strong's Concordance, is the same word that is used concerning Babylon. Babylon is fallen, is fallen. And Babylon is the kingdom of Satan. But Babylon falls at the end of the Great Tribulation, which we'll see... That it's the seventh and and final uh, period of Satan's rule that comes to an end at the end of the Great Tribulation. No wonder that God highlights the fall of Babylon so well and, and, and makes sure it's not missed by doubling it in several places where Babylon's fall is mentioned. Babylon is fallen, is fallen, finally... The seven kingdoms of Satan that have stretched back from the very beginning of the fall of man early on at the creation point almost of this world. After 13,000 years in the year 2011, which is the 13,000th and 23rd year of earth's history, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, the last kingdom of Satan is past. that That's what that word fallen points to, because here it says there are seven kings, five are fallen, and that's the same word as Babylon is fallen. Therefore, those five periods of time have come and gone and are past, never to be seen again. And one is at the point of the writing of Revelation, and this would be the rule of Satan that was dramatically altered and changed at the cross because he was bound. Christ going to the cross brought binding um, circumstances to Satan. He was cast into the bottomless pit and bound, the Bible says, for a thousand years. Uh, That's a figure of speech to say for the completeness of the church age, which turned out to be 1955 years of his binding. So this sixth king is from 33 AD, the period of his rule, until 1988 AD, he rules in a much different way than the five before him and the one after him, that last and seventh king, For 1,955 years, Satan must suffer being bound in in a way he had never been before, and that's the one that presently rules, again, as, as the Apostle John is being moved by God to write these things. And then he says, And the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. Five are past. One is, that's six, then the seventh king, the seventh kingdom, the seventh head of the beast, and the beast only had seven heads, and there are only seven mountains to represent seven kingdoms, and there are seven kings. And that last and final rule of Satan would be the greatest. It would be the time of his loosing as Satan was loosed in 1988, the 13,000th year of the earth's history. At the end of the church age, now he was free. God, the Lord Jesus, had the key of the bottomless pit and opened it up to set him free. And he began to rule like never before. An unprecedented reign over the hearts of men as as God also lifted his hand of restraint upon man's sinful heart more and more over the course of this final period of rule so that Satan now ruled in the world and ruled in the church, something he was never able to completely do. Satan's rule over the world was enormous Yet it was limited to a short space, to a little season, is another way the Bible speaks of it. In Revelation 20, as as we read of Satan being bound for a thousand years, it says in verse 3, And cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. And he was 1988 for 23 years until 2011, May 21, 88 to May 21, 2011 was the period of Satan's loosing. That was also the period of the seventh and final rule of the beast. And then Babylon was fallen, was fallen and The last kingdom of Satan came to a close. It ended, and never again does he rule. The Lord Jesus Christ presently rules, but again, not for the welfare or for the benefit of the individuals that previously were under Satan's kingdom in darkness, but for their punishment, because he's ruling with a rod of iron. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, Bible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.